Good morning again, everybody. A little louder. Come on. Good morning again, everybody. Let's try that one more time. Ooh, that was rough. Um, you guys are a little, a little tired. Uh, that's, that's cool. Um, but... I always love, love this Sunday. One, one quick announcement we have, we have a, a board of trustees that operates for the state of California. We're going to have the election for those next Sunday. You can talk to Jim for more information. It'll be at the end of our service. It's a brief, brief meeting. If you're interested in more information, again, talk with Jim. He can let you know about that. But on this Sunday, I always like to spend some time thinking about what we accomplished uh, in the previous year and then a little bit about what God is calling us to in the next year. And it's always just, just fun for me to think about like, wow, we did a lot of stuff. It's easy to just kind of just go along and not realize that all the things that we are, are doing together and, and working on. So I hope this is a time for you to maybe just celebrate and think about the ways that you were involved in all this stuff, but then also for you to think about how perhaps you want to be involved in the future because we really do a lot. You guys should be proud of yourselves. I've been at this church for, um, I'm in my 13th year, so that's a little bit of time. Uh, some people are like, wow, you must have been really young when you started. And I'm like, yeah, I kind of was, I guess. Um, and I am just so thankful for the ways that we continue to do God's work. And generally when I do this talk and talk about what happened in the previous year, I'm using like all the pictures that we have. I'm like, all right, kind of stretching it out. But this year I had to really be picky and choosy to think of like, okay, what do I want to go? There's so many pictures, so many things that we really accomplished this year. So let's just give ourselves a hand. You guys really did an awesome job in, in this last year. And I'm so thankful for you. Thank you. It really literally takes everybody. It takes everyone participating and, and using their gifts and talents. And so I really am deeply thankful uh, to you for the role you played in that. Something that we continue to participate in, which Sonia is going to speak about in a few minutes, is the Family Promise Ministry, which is a ministry, just if you haven't heard of it before, four times a year, homeless families come and stay in our church building. And that is made possible by all of you collectively. We bring food for the families. And then also uh, in the evenings, we have people come and, and spend um, the first few hours with them. We called greeters from about 6 o'clock till 8.30 p.m. And then the overnight people. Uh, and so it's a huge effort for us to be able to open up our space. We're so thankful for the space that we have. We want to use it to honor and glorify God. But we were able to participate in that again this year. And four times, four different weeks, we got to host homeless families, thanks to all of you. We also continued the Ascensia ministry. And here are a few pictures from that of, over the, our last year. We go to the Ascensia shelter in Glendale. And Corbin, you can kind of just be scrolling through. We go to the Ascensia shelter in Glendale, and we share with the families there. It's always just a blessing for me. As we mentioned earlier, uh, we are going to be serving there next Sunday evening. We serve the second Sunday of the month. If you haven't done that before, it is an awesome way to start the new year. It's just a, a great way to participate in serving uh, families. This is not from Ascensia. Uh, this is from uh, our, our, one of our first Sunday fellowships, and these have been a really great addition to our church ministry. So the first Sunday of the month, we typically have a fellowship activity. We don't have one on January because people are still kind of getting back into the mix of everything. But every month after this, we'll have a chance to come together and fellowship. This is just a few pictures from one of, one of the barbecues that we had. You can keep going for me, Corbin. Just kind of keep, keep rolling through until you see one that's different, which is kind of hard to judge for you, but I, I'm sorry. Uh, we did a, a taco fellowship in, in March. That was our first Sunday. We had an, some awesome tacos uh, that we shared together. If you want to be part of planning those events, uh, talk to me. Let me know. Uh, I'm kind of head of the fellowship committee, and so I'd love for you to come and participate and give your ideas and how we can make these activities uh, even better. We did the fall festival, which is something we did a very long time ago and then revived a couple years ago, and it was fantastic. Lars did a great job leading that ministry, and it was so many people helped and got involved in, in all the different things that are part of that, and Sam looked great uh, in her hair and the dog as well. 
Anyway, it was just great to be there for our community and, and open up um, our, our parking lot and be able to bless so many people who came and, and participated uh, in that. So thank you to everybody for, for your efforts. We want to continue to be a place that reaches out well to our community and shows uh, the love of God to our community through pumpkins, if, that's, if that is uh, what's necessary. We also, during this last year, did a series that I really love, maybe my favorite series that I've done in our church on diversity, where we honor the different diverse perspectives of our church. And this gave me a really awesome opportunity to get to know some of our members better. Here's a picture of our sister, Anait. Oh, the final discussion was there, but Anait got to share at the end of, of one of our sermons. She did a really fantastic job uh, during that. And it was just fun to recognize the, the diversity that we have here and to hear all the different stories. And I know there could have been many more people people uh, who shared about the different backgrounds that we all share, the different languages um, that we share as, as a very uh, multicultural, multi-ethnic church. So thank you guys for, for sharing and sharing uh, your hearts in that. Just recently, we did the Christmas show. I have two of those sock puppets at my house, thanks to Claire. Um, but she did an awesome job, and we did the Christmas Bazaar, which was across the way uh, before the show and then in the middle of the show. Uh, and this show is an unbelievable effort. It feels like everyone uses about all they have to put this on. It's like, hey, you're kind of talented in that area, right? Go for it. And you just kind of make, make it happen. And so it's, it's a lot of fun every year, but it also involves so many in, in our church body. Special thanks to Gabrielle and Philip Asanchian for the awesome work that they do uh, with that show. But it is really just a total team effort, and we work so hard to make it happen. That was the third year, and it just keeps getting better and better and a way for us to bless our community and uh, reach beyond uh, these walls with the things that we can do. We also did our annual missions contribution this year, uh, which I... Challenge you guys for every thousand dollars that was donated to our missions. I was going to run a lap, and so I ran 22 laps thanks to you guys. Um, that is me grimacing. That's probably the best picture that they could have taken of me. Uh, the other times it wasn't looking that great, uh, but that was, that was just fun. It was fun to be able to, to do that and have you all uh, participate and, and make me run a lot because of that. So those are some of the things that we kind of have as an ongoing basis. Some of the new things that we did, we did a camping trip this year, which was fantastic. Kathy uh, Howard and Teresa Settlemar organized that. It was just a, a lot of fun, a good chance uh, to, to get together. We also did, uh, for the first time, Be the Church Sunday. You might not realize this is the first year that we did this. And I have to say, I, I'm truly thankful to you all for being a flexible group of people, because there's a lot of people who'd be like, no thanks, Brian, that's a terrible idea. But you all just said, all right, cool, let's do it. And so we did the first one the Sunday before Easter, and it was just so successful and such a great time for us to recognize that we all have gifts and talents that we could share. And so we did one um, at the, in the beginning of November uh, as well. And I don't know, for me, I just really enjoy those Sundays. It was an idea that we kind of collectively had as a leadership team, and we thought, who had a nice haircut? Um, how could we basically just dream about the gifts and talents that we already have and use this hour and a half together to try and, and bless, bless the community? It was a chance for us to just think of how we could do that. So thank you for those of you who led different parts of that and helped us to, to think of ideas. It's just a really great time for us to say, hey, this is going way beyond these walls. We want to be a place that honors God with what we do at all times, but uses the gifts that we have to serve around our community. So I have a picture at the nursing home, people picking up trash, uh, haircuts. We were writing letters to those veterans and different people around, around our, our nation. So it was just a really cool, positive experience. It was a, a first time 
thing for us, which I'm, I'm really proud of, and we'll, we'll continue. There's Anna Eaton and I at the uh, laundromat giving out quarters. So uh, we are just thankful for your flexibility and willingness to say, yeah, let's, let's try it out. Let's do this together, and let's serve uh, in, in our community. So I think there's one more thing, right? I think there is. Well, there's more pictures. Yeah, Be the Church. Awesome. Yeah, so also, for those of you that may be new in the last few months, you might not know this, but we painted our church building in the last year, which is awesome. Yeah, give it a hand. Here's a few pictures. A few pictures of that, like a, a short video of it of it being painted. Um, I... I call that color that it was affectionately pink vomit. It, was, it didn't really look all that good. Our building had not been painted in since like the 1960s, we believe. So it was definitely time for a, a fresh coat to to show our community that, that we are here, that we're striving to be a place where anyone can be welcome. Our, our slogan is a home in LA, and that's truly what we are, are trying to be uh, increasingly. And we had gotten some feedback from some outside consultants who said it looked a little prison-like out there. So let's try to make it look a little bit more inviting and welcoming. There were lots of people who were involved in this. Special thanks to Gabrielle Pesanchin and Janelle Coburn and Carrie Williams, who really headed up this cause and helped to just give us a, a fresh coat of paint as uh, we Again, just try to be a place that reaches out to our neighborhood and, and shows the love of Christ to people in our immediate community. And I have to tell you, it, it's, it's making a difference. I'm hearing from people who are like, well, I didn't even know this was a church. And now you have some new signs, which unfortunately ripped down in those crazy winds that we had. We're going to find a way to get them back up, but uh, the, those winds were intense. It's like the most intense wind I feel like we've ever had. Uh, so we want to continue to strive to be a home in L.A. A part of that is also the wonderful chairs that you're sitting on, very comfortable. Yeah, the chairs. Chairs are nice. Uh, and that was a, a long journey for me. Again, I've been here for 13 years, and I've tr- been trying to get chairs in here from the beginning. I, I got to tell you, when, when I first started, it was generally 50 people on a Sunday, and we had pews all the way to the back. So it was like you very much had like your own space. It was like, hello, hello, hello. It was like way, way too much cheating and way too uncomfortable. So I am so thankful that, again, your flexibility, because I tried many times to make this happen because I knew it would be better if we did it this way, but <laughs> to slowly convince, convince some people uh, to be part of that. But I just think it increases the, the hominess and the feeling of family that we, we, sit, we sit close together, we get the opportunity uh, to actually like, feel the presence of people around us, and that really, really matters as we continue to try uh, to be a home in L.A., But as great as painting is, which is very nice, and as great as comfortable chairs are, it doesn't matter if when people come in, they don't experience it, right? You know, people have said in ministry that it's like, it doesn't matter if you're really good at inviting, if what you're inviting them to is terrible. You know, it's like, it just, it it doesn't matter. And I have to say, just over the last few weeks even, I've been blessed. A few weeks ago, uh, we had uh, Sarah Barton from Pepperdine come and preach for us. And she shared at the beginning of her sermon just how touched she was by the little things that we do in our church, the snacks that are available across the hall. And she's just like, there's just so many things that show that there's like attention and and intention and and care put in by you guys. Mandy's brother and sister-in-law who serve at a church in Colorado, they mentioned last week they were here, they just said, it's so cool that you guys have mugs. And not, not just that you're saving the environment, though that's important, 
Uh, but like it's it's warm. It, like it like actually feels it's, it's intentional, and someone has to wash them. Luckily, we have a dishwasher now, but uh, it, someone has to do that and, and figure out how. To, and it, it matters that you're walking or not with this like kind of flimsy thing, which might burn you, and you might. It's, it's, it really makes a difference. And just a couple weeks ago, at the service before Christmas, there was a guy who was here. He's a minister at a church in, in Burbank. And he is on sabbatical. Sabbatical is just a time you get a few months off as in, in ministry. It's one of the perks of the ministry job. Sometimes you can get one of these. And so he had several months off, and he said while he was spending that time off, he was visiting different churches in our area. And he said, you know, I went to a ton, like all different denominations. And I have to tell you, you guys are the most welcoming by far. Like it's, he's like, it's not close. Like what you guys do and actually, he said, I want to talk to you after I get, like, back on staff and, like, figure out exactly how you do it. And I think my answer is going to be, I don't know, nice people? I, I, I mean, we, 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 try to, we try to preach about it. We try to talk about it. But ultimately, that's on you. It's on you guys constantly looking for new people, talking, having conversations, like, you know, breaking the ice, not, not being shy. And, of course, we're not going to do that perfectly every single time. But it's really you guys who are doing that. And so fresh paint and new chairs, it doesn't matter if you don't have that. And so I'm so thankful for the ways that we do that already, that we're naturally a place where people can, can feel accepted, that people feel the, the warmth of what we have here. And I want to continue to, to strive to do that in 2020, but I'm thankful for all the things that we accomplished that I mentioned. Again, there are things that I didn't have time uh, to get to in there, but there's so many things that you all should be very, very proud of. And I hope that in 2020, we continue to try to be a home in LA, a place where people can feel the connection and warmth that, that we all have for each other. We can welcome people into that. We have different ministry leaders who are slated to share. Lars is going to kick us off talking a little bit about the youth ministry and, and young adults. And then we'll have some different people coming up and, and sharing uh, Ashland's now in the back. Uh, so please just give, give your attention to them as they share, because my perspective is so small, and there's so many other things that are going on. So please go ahead, Lars. All right. Um, yeah, I got a monkey on my back. <laughs> Simon is off to remind me when I'm carrying her like this, Lars, do you know you have a baby on your back? Um, I'm like, I think I do. Um, I, last year, as we were looking ahead and looking back, um, I was thinking about stories and sharing stories and learning each other's stories as kind of the theme. And um, there's been a lot of stories, uh, especially in our young adult ministry, of people coming uh, to us. As often in L.A., we welcome new people all the time, and we welcome some new faces uh, this year into our young adult ministry who have already made an impact in sharing their stories and being part of it. We've also had to say goodbye to some key people who've uh, moved on, uh, moved to other places or moved home um, and made different uh, life choices. And so uh, one of the things that I'm most looking forward to in the coming year as we've uh, made it our custom to come around the table um, to share stories, to share a meal together, um, I've been in awe of the wisdom that's represented at that table, uh, a table that does change, like I said, um, at times. Um, the depth of experience and the willingness to be vulnerable, um, the courage to ask tough questions at times, to press beyond just the surface of what was being shared, but then also to, um, to have the strength to hold in tension some things that seem to be in paradox at times. I think uh, L.A. Is a, is a place where a lot of us differ on a lot of different things, but it's really been awesome to uh, to come around this table and to, to, to find that. Um, 
and really an openness uh, to value each other's um, perspectives and to be present with each other in that way. So uh, if you're not familiar, the table uh, groups are really kind of loosely for those in the 20s and 30s um, age range, and we gather monthly, uh, typically right now on the, the Wednesday uh, either the first or the second Wednesday of the month. And there's a group that meets kind of more in the L.A. area and one that meets more here in Burbank. Um, Brian and I lead this ministry together, and so it's been great uh, as we were talking about uh, wisdom literature in the, in the Proverbs the last few months, um, just getting to hear each other's perspectives because it's not a monologue from Brian or me. It's really a, a conversation that we have uh, with Scripture and with each other. Um, so... If you're in that loose 20s to 30s, um, we want you to be part of these, these table ministry going forward. Um, our church theme, it's something that uh, we've kind of highlighted through our pledge campaign, is called building, and it's with a, a verb um, there. And uh, we showed you the pictures of the, the transformation of the building, and Brian talked a little bit about the chairs and the painting. We really felt like 2019 was kind of a, a building focused year where we transformed our space to be more welcoming. And our hope, especially with the young adult ministry and the youth ministry, is that we embody a building of a community going forward. And uh, so for me, especially as I think about um, that, I'm excited about the spirit um, within our group to invite others along um, to be part of these hospitable spaces where we can share stories. And the thing I'm kind of focused in on, especially for our young adult ministry, being a, being a couple in our 20s um, that has a baby, we don't have grandparents um, in town. We don't have uh, extended family real close. There's some about two or three hours away, and sometimes that's worse with L.A. traffic. So we don't see them very often. And at the holidays, I'm more and more reminded that it, this is a lonely place that um, we come to and we try and make a living here, and we try and make a life in an apartment that we can't really afford, and all those things that go with it. And so I'm reminded of just how much a home this church has been, and especially these table groups have been for us. Um, and that's my hope, is that we combat the loneliness that is the life of L.A. for so many people. Um, as we kind of transition to the, the youth ministry update, kind of looking back and looking forward, uh, we did some hikes this year. We experimented with some hikes. I think I nearly killed Lee on one of them. Um, and then, so we're, we're going to try and do more hikes again that are little ones that I've done before. But uh, if you can go back to that hike picture real quick, uh, this was Latuna Canyon, and you can see the burnt tree and then the lush grass grown next to it. And so as I was thinking about the fires and kind of the, um, the growth and the kind of the rebirth that happens sometimes, I think in many ways last year and the last couple years have been a trust exercise for us as a church with our youth ministry. Some things have died and some things have felt like um, we're not sure what we're doing. Uh, we did our normal stuff. We, you can go to a couple more. We did some youth group activities. We did one at Ikea. Yeah, I don't know if you know this, but the largest Ikea in North America is in our backyard. And so we did a photo scavenger hunt there. Uh, we did some things like our um, teen camp. Uh, I think there's... Um, oh, yeah, we did our summer bonfires. So this is down by LAX at El Segundo. We did our bonfires and then our, our uh, SoCal teen camp experience. And our annual paint war was at, at teen camp. So I think there's a warrior picture of us. There we go with our, with our truck. Um, so, you know, one of the things I, I think about um, doing a lot of the normal activities of youth ministry, but also having less um, 
things has, has allowed me and I think some of us to trust God a little bit more and to think about youth ministry differently. One of the philosophies we've had here um, for the last few years is to try and connect teens with five caring adults beyond their parents, that that has a strong sticking power in the relation of their faith going on beyond peer relationships. So while peer relationships are celebrated and important, we prioritize connecting students with caring adults in the church. But um, that's not always easy, and it's, sometimes it feels forced, and other times it just doesn't plain happen. And so I think as I think about building um, and not just focused on activities, building a calendar, I'm thinking about building those relationships and trying to find a way of community for these teens and these caring relationships between caring adults. Um, and these relationships aren't where adults adopt other students. It's really where students and adults learn from each other. And that's something I want to have more in my life, too, is that I think I can learn more from the students in our youth ministry, um, maybe even more than I have to offer at times to them. Um, so in 2020, we want to spend time uh, intentionally building this community where teens are fully involved, where adults and teens learn from each other. Um, I think we have a water balloon fight picture there. Um, so we're still going to have fun. That's still the goal, and there's still going to be some fun activities that are planned. Um, but my hope for you guys is that you would help keep me accountable as you think about how we can learn from the young people in our church um, and look for ways to, to help integrate them into uh, our church family, that they're not just the church of tomorrow. Uh, please don't say that to me. Um, I'll probably give you a weird look. They are the church today, um, even even little babies like Ashlyn. So uh, that's my hope as we build towards 2020. Um, a verse I shared, I think, last year uh, was from Proverbs about trusting in the Lord. Um, and this year, it's a little bit different. It's from Mark chapter 1. And the one word for, for me in the youth ministry is kind of follow, following Jesus. So... Um, Mark 1, 15, the time has come, he said, the kingdom of God has come near you. Repent and believe the good news. And as Jesus walked beside the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and his brother Andrew casting nets into the lake. They were fishermen. And he said, come follow me, Jesus said, and I will send you out to fish for people. And at once they left their nets and followed him. And so my hope is that we don't all um, quit our jobs and do something else, but that as we do our jobs and as we live our lives, uh, that we follow Jesus, and that as we're working in whatever industry it is, wherever place we find ourselves, that Jesus transforms us from just being, you know, people in the entertainment industry or electricians or accountants, and he transforms us into fisher, uh, fishers of people, that as we do our work, uh, we're bringing others along as we follow Jesus together. Um, so that's my, my hope for 2020, and I think uh, Cagney is up next. Hi. Um, I'm not very good at speaking in front of grown-ups. I can do it in front of 600 kids at my school, but I can't do it in front of grown-ups or people my age. Um, so the kids' ministry for the last year has been great. We've grown by a couple of kids, which is nice. Um, we started a new curriculum this fall um, where we have, I bought a set of these giant big books. Kids love big books like this, and um, we're focusing on one story a month instead of a different story every week just so we can really kind of dive a little bit deeper and have multiple activities with whatever concept we're learning. So this video is from when we were learning about Noah's Ark and I found this little science activity 
where they get pieces of foil and they have to kind of curve up the ends and make it float in the water and put as many pen, uh, pennies as possible on top of it and see how many they can do before it sinks. And it was just like a, you know, quiz we were talking about on like the second week, how God had to figure out how to design, give the like schematics of the boat for Noah to build it the right way to hold all of those animals. And so I had them do this activity and Benjamin's reaction is my favorite. Nathaniel's super focused, Carter's focused, but it's just a very sweet, cute video. So I'm just gonna have you watch that really quick. Oh, yeah. Do you have sound? Oh, it won't be good without the sound. Carter's, Carter's like, I got eight. And then Benjamin's like, I got one. And then Nathaniel has like 62, I think he says in that video. So he's very clearly the scientist of the group. Um, <laughs> but so we're doing a lot more hands-on activities. This is um, from right before they performed at the Christmas show. They were all lined up waiting quietly in the back. They did such a good job. Um, and that has Elise and Kira, two of our new additions, and Miss Nora on the end. Um, we are, oh yeah, there's some more. The same? Is that another photo? Anyways, um, oh yeah, there's some paintings. So some days we do science activities, some days we do arts and crafts, some days we have a theme snack that goes with whatever the lesson is. Like for um, Jonah, we did one where we painted a graham cracker with blue frosting and put like goldfishes on it and stuff like that. Just to different activities. We try and do like one science a month, one snack theme snack a month and one like craft a month and then if we have another month another week we do like a game that goes with it like when we did um I did a fishing one with them where they had little uh, magnets that they were fishing for little pipe cleaner fishes um so we try to make it a lot more interactive this time around like at the beginning of the year and last year I was doing just all crafts and that was killer um but we've had some more people jump in. The Roki girls have jumped in, and they are fantastic. The kids absolutely love them. So we've gotten a couple more people involved in it. Um, the hope for this year is that we can get more people involved. It would be lovely to only have people have to volunteer like maybe once every other month or once every three months so that everybody's not missing a lot in here. Um, the lessons are all prepared. Lars and I are going to meet this week. We're going to try and figure out how to set up where you can see the lessons ahead of time as opposed to just like the day before, which is usually when I send them right now. But um, like kind of along the lines of what Lars was saying, um, relationships for kids in the church is so important, and especially when they're little, to have people, like when Miles and Asher left, I got, they did a song up here and I got emotional, but because there was a day where he, we were walking outside to do an activity and he just grabbed my hand while we were walking. It was very sweet. And he's, I'm not related to him. I'm not his aunt. I'm not, you know, anything to him except somebody that he sees at church all the time and we're in there a lot. In the, so the relationships that kids form with kids outside of their blood family are so important. They need other people in their life that they can trust. I see that as a teacher at a public school as well. They need other people in their life, older people that are going to be a positive influence on them and a happy influence. And so I would highly encourage you, if you're interested at all, you talk to me or Lars about helping. You don't have to be the lead teacher. You can have somebody else in there with you. Um, and it's just a lot of fun. And it's a great way to get involved in an entertaining way. It's not like you're sitting in a room 
just reading a story and that's it. Like you're doing activities, it's all gonna be set up for you, you don't have to think about it. Just let us know if you're interested, we'd love to have you help. So, that's it. So Brian already talked a little bit about Family Promise. Um, for those who don't know, like he said, we have homeless families who come in and stay in our building, and it's a wonderful experience. It's a wonderful ministry. So I'm going to do something that I do every year. I need everybody to take out your phone, your calendar, your planner, whatever it is. Go ahead, take it out. I'm going to wait. I'm going to give you our dates for 2020. 2020, yeah, that's this year. So we do this four times a year, and we try to do it once a quarter, so it's roughly every 10 to 12 weeks that we get to do this. The dates are February 16th through the 23rd. Seeing people write this down. Good job. May 11, or no, May 10th through the 17th. So they always arrive on a Sunday evening, and they stay through the next Sunday morning. August 16th through the 23rd, May 10th through 17th. August 16th through the 23rd, November 8th through the 15th. So what, what we do is we, like Brian said, we provide <laughs> this building. We provide them with food to pack for their lunches, breakfast, cereal, bagels, all that kind of good stuff. But the, the most important thing are the greeters and the overnight people. We are, we are a small but mighty crowd. And for the last few years, those of you who have participated, it's been wonderful. And I have people that I can rely on. You know, Lars and Brian, by default, living so close. If I don't have somebody, we're like, hey, you get to spend the night tonight. Um, people like Tony, who I can always rely on. He's always there to do one overnight for me every every session. So I, I have a challenge for you this year. Look at these dates and choose just one day. You only have to do it once out of the entire year. Come. Leave work early. One day out of the year. Leave work early if it means you have to do that. To be here at 5.30 and come have dinner with these folks you will see that they are literally just like you and me. Many of these people have full-time jobs, mothers and fathers with full-time jobs, and medical bills pile up, and they can't pay their rent or they can't pay their mortgage, and that's why they're out of their homes. They've not done anything wrong to end up in this situation, not that really any, any homeless person has, but life just has, has kicked them and they're down, and we can be here just to treat them like they're normal. You know, treat them, sit down and have dinner with them, and joke with them like you would with Brian. Um, and go play games with the kids, and go outside and play basketball with the kids. They need that normalcy, and we have the ability and the gift to do that. So that is my challenge to you, that as the, the sign-up sheets come around this year, that everybody can at least take, well, I would love for you to do it more than once, but at least take one, one day this year to participate in Family Promise. Okay, that's it.
So I'm going to talk about MOPS really quick. This is something that's new that we're kicking off this year. Um, February 21st is going to be our first one. So it'll be once a month, third Friday of every month, 9 a.m. Um, and this is a group that's a national organization, and we're going to start our own chapter of it here at the church. And it's really just an outreach and a way for moms. MOPS is, is mothers of preschoolers, um, but they have ones for other ages too. But it's really just moms. And it's really just a space to have moms get together, sit down, have a meal, have their kids taken care of in childcare for a couple hours, and just to relax and find community. Um, Lars touched on this. LA can be a place that's really, a lot of people aren't from here, and they come here for a specific reason. And if their spouse or significant other has a specific job that they're doing, they might be gone. If they work on set, they might be gone for 16 hours a day, and they the other one's home all day alone with the baby, and that can be really difficult. And so we want to give a space for moms to get together and encourage them and help them find community, especially because a lot of them come here with no family nearby. They, they need someone to talk to about things that are difficult about being a mom, things that are random you don't really want to talk about with anyone else, like, like poop. You didn't think you'd come to church and hear about poop this morning, but here we are. But... If you're a mom, I'm looking at moms. You're all shaking your heads at me like, yeah, you talk about poop way more than you ever thought you would once you have a kid because there's a lot of things that it speaks to and that it uh, tells you if they are pooping or not pooping. So if you don't have the blessing of a mom or mother-in-law, I have both here. I'm very lucky um, to ask those questions to and you don't know what, you know, where to go or what to do or if it's normal. Um, that we want to provide that space for moms and encourage them and just uplift them. And if they don't know Jesus, show them just the love of Jesus and what it can mean for their lives. And so it's just something we're really excited about. I'm, I'm kind of kicking it off. Janelle is going to be a big part of it too. But if you are a new mom or, um, you know, have friends that are, you know, having kids or might be having a hard time and need community, anything like that, you know, we're going to have this here third Fridays of the month here at the building. There's a few cards on the back table that I already filled out with some of the information about joining. You have to become a MOPS member to be a part of it. Um, and that there is a fee involved in that. I think it's like $31. If that's an issue for you and you want to be a part of it, just let me know. Um, but, uh, take, you can take these cards with you, hand them out to friends at work, what, you know, whatever it is, but we just want to, this is something we want to take that step further of being a home in LA for, um, for families, for, for moms, for anyone that um, maybe just doesn't have a good support system here or just is looking for friends that also have kids their age because sometimes that can be a, a challenge as well. So uh, this is something we're really excited about that really, really goes beyond our walls and shows the community that we care. And uh, so, yeah, if you have any questions, you can see me. can't start until you get up here. Uh, so as many of you guys may know, uh, my name is Chris. This is my wife, Crystal. We are here in the U.S. right now for six months, but right now we are actually working with an, <coughs> excuse me, an organization in Kenya. So we're actually living in Nairobi, Kenya, uh, doing missionary work. We will go back there 
on in February 12th. I was joking with Crystal when Brian said, you know, looking forward, looking back. We're going back to Kenya, so are we, look, are we going forward to Kenya, looking back here? We're already going back to the future because they're 12 hours ahead, so, yeah. She was like, you're a piece of work. I don't <laughs> Anyways, um, so we've been really blessed to be part of that ministry, and I would say in 2019, we just saw God at work. We saw answered prayers. We saw lives transformed. We saw um, hope restored. We saw new schools being built. We saw more families being impacted. We saw home churches grow, and we saw new churches being planted. And then, you know, for 2020, we just see, we see more of the same, which is a huge blessing. We just see that continued growth. Uh, we believe that the gospel is a message that people need to hear and to experience, and we want to reach as many people as we possibly can, and God just continues to open doors. So thank you very much. Um, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, in 2020, we see, we see things about expanding into Liberia is, a, is a very much a possibility right now. We see new church planting ambitions and goals. Um, and we just see, we see uh, the foundations for actually like a new discipleship summer camp for the kids. So there's just a lot of really cool, great things that the ministry is on track for next year. And we're really, really excited about that. And we just want to say thank you guys for your support of us and your support of the ministry and your heart for missions and the role that you guys play in all of those great and awesome things. So thank you so much. Let's see how much time I have left here. 25 minutes. Looks good. Um, so I'm, I'm going to talk about a little bit about the um, worship ministry and also the production ministry that we have going on. Um, first, in the production world, how many of you were here 10 years or 12 years ago in 2008? How many of you attended this church? Uh, okay, yeah, not the majority, but some of you. Uh, if you were here, you would have seen Chris Settlemeyer uh, introducing the new renovation that happened in 2008, which he doesn't even remember doing, which is interesting. <laughs> so I can remember him doing it, but he makes all the same jokes now, which is very, very fun. Um, but the, the, uh, yeah, new people, sure. Yeah. The, uh, the, this building, uh, and specifically this auditorium has grown in a few, uh, in a few major, um, stages over the years, uh, with that I got to see at least, um, and we are embarking on the next stage of growing and updating some of our equipment. Um, all of the audio, video, and lighting equipment that, well, most of what you see here today was installed 12 years ago. Uh, some of that stuff is starting to end its useful life. Um, uh, and so we're trying to get prepared for that so we don't have uh, problems down the road, like the sound system doesn't turn on. Um, so we're, we're preparing for that in a couple of ways. Over the last 10 years, we've added uh, eight channels of wireless microphones in varying stages and at varying, various uh, price points. And so some of those mics didn't work so well for a very long time. Some of them worked okay, and some of them worked great. You can see, if you look back, you'll see two black paddles sitting on the other, either side of the sound booth there. Those are the uh, ones that worked a lot better than some of the other microphones. 
Um, but what we're hoping to do now is consolidate all of our microphones, take this microphone, take Brian's microphone, replace all of those with um, a brand new system that will be computer controlled, basically. Uh, and so we've already begun that. Uh, and if you were to look around again, you probably it's hard for me to see, but just above the exit signs, you'll see our new antennas that Chen and I ran the cabling for a couple of weeks ago. Um, that process is about half done. We've got about half of the microphones that we're trying to um, get in here, uh, and we're going to continue that over the next couple of months. Um, but just the difference in the sound quality is, uh, and the controllability is incredible. For Chen to be able to sit back at the booth and watch on a computer screen every microphone and whether each one has a good connection or a bad connection, what its battery level is at, what its sound level is at. He could just watch all that from the computer screen and oftentimes change, make a change right on the computer and not have to come up and get our microphone or make a distraction in the middle of the service. Um, so we're going we're gonna to continue that purchase throughout the new year. Uh, one thing that we, um, that I came across is Every time we make a, a new purchase and put gear in, I've looked at the old stuff that went in, and it's easy to judge and be like, why is this in here? Oh, it's a garbage, and take it out and throw it away. Um, but every piece that was put in 12 years ago was thought through incredibly well. Every single piece of equipment that's here. We were just talking about how the, the screens here are 4.3, and usually you want 16.9. That's the aspect ratio. So you want a kind of wider screen than a more square screen. But if they had done that 12 years ago, you'd have smaller screens because of the specific amount of space you have on the wall. So just every single piece here was so well thought through. Um, but we're, you know, as electronics do, they fail. So we're going to replace uh, a lot of it and get it um, up and hopefully have another 12 or 20-year uh, solution ahead of us. Um, that'll include the projectors eventually. Um, one thing we do want to do eventually is rebuild the stage, which we've talked about that for a while. It's two levels, which is uh, it's kind of great for the Christmas concert, but for everything else, it takes up a lot of space that we can't use. We can't use this part, and we can't use the you know halfway between the two levels. So it just takes up space that we don't that we kind of really need. So we're going to make it all one level eventually, maybe this year, maybe next year. We're not sure yet. Um, and eventually build in, I don't know if, if you notice these things, but I notice them, which is why I try to get rid of them. Um, there have been, at times in the past, tons of cables on the stage. And so we've tried to clean that up as much as possible. Lars spent I think it was four hours underneath the stage with me handing drinks down through holes in the stage. Stay down there a little longer, buddy. Uh, just so that we can run cable. And if you look off to the right, just behind that keyboard there, you'll see that we're not finished yet. There's a ton of cabling on the floor over there that we're going to eventually bury underneath the stage. But all of that was running all the way across the stage everywhere. And so we just want to clean that up and make it a little nicer to look at. Um, because it just doesn't need to be up here. So that's another thing we're going to be doing and have been doing for a while. In the uh, worship ministry, uh, I can honestly say the last year has been life-changing for me. Um, people have come on board uh, on, the, on the praise team that needed to be here, not for us, but for them. Um, and that 
It really does. Just being a, a tight-knit group of people, it really does change lives just being here. Um, and so if you're looking to, to join a ministry and you've got some musical abilities that you wouldn't mind me listening to once or twice before you get up there, um, then I would highly suggest reaching out to me or reaching out to Gabrielle uh, and just talk to us because we're, we're always looking for people to, to join. Uh, and I promise you, you will enjoy it. I promise you. I enjoy it immensely. I hope... If you don't join, I hope you enjoy it from out there because we really do our best to um, lead worship and not just play a, a concert. You know, we could. We with remember the equipment that they got years ago. It's really great equipment, and it could be very loud, and we could make it a rock concert if we wanted to, but we don't want to. That's not the point. And so worshiping with you guys and worshiping with the praise team is just um, it's really the highlight of my week. Uh, it really is, and it's uh, it's important to for us all to have a small group that we can be together, and for you guys to have small groups. So if you're not in some type of small group, please plug into that because it really is uh, special for you. And if it if you think that you're okay, you know maybe someone else needs your wisdom. How do you know that you're you haven't gone through something in your past that someone else is going through right now that you can't uh, help them out? So I would encourage you to, to plug into a ministry. If not mine, please mine. But if not mine, somebody's. Because um, it really is life-changing. Uh, and over the next, um, I think, uh, approximately 12 months or so, the worship team's going to change a little bit in how we do things. Uh, we're going to change our uh, rehearsal time. So right now we worship, or we practice for about an hour and a half on Thursday nights, and we're going to change that, split it up to an hour and a half of band practice alone, just instruments, and an hour and a half of vocal practice alone. Uh, and so that way, pretty much everyone will still only have to come an hour and a half a week, but I'll get three hours of time with the group rather than just 90 minutes uh, per week. That'll make me really happy because I like being here with them uh, and playing songs with them also. But it'll also allow us to really up our game and um, become better worshipers and better singers and better players of instruments. Um, and uh, we do have some holes that are going to be coming up soon. I won't say who, but we do have some holes that are coming up uh, as far as instruments and singing. So I, I do encourage you, if you want to come and you want to try it out, just come to a, a, a rehearsal on a Thursday night. Just call me or text me and, and show up. And if you like it, you know, we can try it out. And if you don't like it, maybe it's not for you. Maybe the welcome ministry is for you. I wish I could be on the welcome ministry because I'd get one of those cool ID badges. But I don't think they open any more doors. Awesome. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you to, to Philip and then everybody who helps with, with our tech and our worship. There are so many things. And there are other things that people are doing, but we just don't have time to, to get to all of it. Um, as as a, a closing thought, uh, go ahead and go to the next slide for me. If, if you are not on our church email list, I'd love for you to just go ahead and grab your phone, pull it out right now. Uh, send me an email. Brian with a Y, um, the weird spelling, um, I guess. Brian with a Y at glendale.church. Uh, let me know. Get Get on our email list. I send updates on Tuesdays and on Fridays about what's going on, including prayers and things that people have on their hearts. Secondly, follow us on Facebook or on Instagram. It's such an encouragement. Uh, Sam Holland, who's still back in Texas, and Gabrielle Pesantian are 
doing our Instagram and Facebook. They do an awesome job with it. Uh, and so follow us on, on the gram, as the kids are calling it these days. Uh, Glendale, Glendale Church of Christ, just uh, give, give us a follow and, and, and encourage those who are, are putting that out there. And so this week on my email, one of the main reasons I want you to get on our email list is I'm going to just send out contact information with everybody who just talked. So if you thought, oh, I want to talk to the Cagney to talk about the children's ministry, that's a good idea, but then you won't actually do it because it's like, oh, that kind of flies out of your mind. Or I want to, oh, I can, I can totally sing soprano. I can help out Philip. And it's like, oh, whatever. I got a lot going on. We all have a lot going on. But these emails will be a chance for you to just say, all right, let me send an email. Let me get plugged into to ministry. One final thing we just have in our monthly rotations, uh, just a philosophy to get all of us together and fellowshipping. And so I would just encourage you to plug into these things. Uh, usually we have our first Sunday fellowship. The next one that's coming up will be in February where we'll have a Super Bowl party, which is always just a fun, fun way to celebrate. And the Patriots won't be in it, so that's good. Uh, yeah, everyone's excited. That'll get everyone excited about that. Uh, and then we have the uh, Ascensia ministry where we serve at the shelter. Uh, we'll be doing it next Sunday night. Let me know if you want to be involved in that. That's the second Sunday of the month. And the third Sunday, typically we have our community groups where it's a chance for you to connect kind of in deeper community with people at our church. Not just regular rhythms so we can find ways to connect intergenerationally and together so we can just know each other more and serve God better. We're going to close now in song. So thanks again to our worship team and the way they bless us every single week. I'm so thankful for all of you and the ways that you've contributed to our ministry this year. You truly should be proud of the things that we've accomplished uh, together, and we want to continue to do that in 2020. So thank you for being you, for helping to be a home in LA, to provide space for new people, and for us all to learn how to serve God together. So let's stand and worship.